Hi, I am Tingan, and this is the Parents in Tech Podcast. This is a special collaboration series with Wakato, the leading enterprise automation platform. I speak to parents in Wakato to find out how they create work-life integration and balance their career ambitions with family aspirations. In this episode, I speak with Chun Yen, Head of People Operations and People Systems, Asia Pacific and Japan at Wakato. Chun Yen is a mother to a child aged two. Hey Chun Yen, welcome to the Parents in Tech podcast. So excited to have you on today for this special collaboration we have with Wakato. To begin with, can you tell us a bit more about your family? Sure. Hi Sian, good to be here. So I've got, we are a small family of three. My husband is a mindfulness coach and also a data manager at his charity organization. The interesting thing is his charity also uses Wakato to help them with various things, um, including client and volunteer management, event registration, case management, and so on. But today it's not about my husband, <laughs> uh, but about my kid. So my kid is two years old, just past two years old, like two years, four months to be exact. He's in full day childcare right now. Um, and he, he goes for full day childcare five days a week. Before he was two years old, I used to send him to childcare on Saturday morning as well. Part of how I coped with just being a parent, a full-time working mother and uh, trying to be a yeah, just part, part of that. I guess I can talk about more about that if anyone wants to hear about it. But yeah, so he's, he's a very lively kid. Just over this weekend, he woke up and then it was raining and he went to the living room and then he was admiring the rain from the sofa and he started singing really loudly, uh, Rain, Rain, Go Away. And then I was just like, what's, a, what's this commotion outside? And I went to take a look and I was like, he was just singing to himself, but he was really, really happy doing that. Yep, so I uh, spent a lot of time in the evening looking for snails in the garden with him, watching some Peppa Pig his favourite cartoon now, playing with trains. But he's very selective about who gives him piggyback rides. So I can't give him any piggyback rides, only my sister can. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's my son. <laughs> that, sounds like a, that sounds like a beautiful family. Thanks a lot, Chun Yen. Okay, so that's on your personal front. There's a lot to unpack over there, but and we will come back to that. But I want to go to the work front. First and foremost, Let's do this little fun exercise. Let's say five years from now, when your son is seven and uh, has developed his language abilities, how would you explain Wakato? Mm, interesting. To him? So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know at seven years old if you understand what companies are. I guess if I have to say it in two sentences, because probably that's all that attention span he can ha- he will have, is that Wakato helps people, daddy and mummy, do work easier and faster. And make, make sure that they are home in time with you, right? That's probably how I would say it to a seven-year-old. I actually do have a 16-year-old sister. Yes, very huge age gap. And I brought her together with my family to visit the office once. And she was like, so what is it that your, 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 your company do, right? Like, um, you know, you've been here almost five years. What is it that y'all do? And I think for her, it's easier to explain. So if, if you have 15 years down the road, if my, if my son asked me like, hey, you know, what was it that you did? or that you're still doing at Wakato. The way I talked about it is that companies use thousands of apps for very different functions, right? So in, in HR, right, which is the department I'm in, we have a, a database app that we would typically call HRIS, HR Information System, but we also have a payroll app, right, just to process payroll, a performance management app, a house survey app, and so on. And these are what we call best of breed uh, because they do one function really well. 
which is also why we buy them. But the challenge with using all these apps is we don't talk to one another, right? So some of them do, like how we sync our Facebook and Instagram profiles, but many of them don't, right? And you end up with different databases, and then you wonder which is the most up-to-date. Uh, you end up doing a lot of copying and pasting information, and then <clears throat> leaving a lot of room for error, right? So Wokato serves then as the middleware platform where you companies can use us to connect all their apps, to talk to one another, transfer data, and then make it easier to get work done, right? Through automation, right? Workflow automation. And so in jargon, right, it's, what we, it's why we call Wokato an integration automation platform because we integrate the apps and then we automate the work. Yeah, so that's that's how I actually explained to my 16-year-old sister one month back. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty clear. Uh, integration automation platform is probably the most concise but the most complex yes. way of saying it. But I think when you explain it like that, it makes a lot of sense. So Junyan, what is your role currently at Vocato? Yep, oh, I didn't talk about that. Huh? Um, I'm head of people operations and systems for the Asia-Pacific and Japan region. So think of me doing everything related to people and the systems that we use to enable people here at uh, Wakato itself. Got it. People operations and systems. So that's a very interesting and I would dare say a little less common, right? You have heard of head of human resources, head of people, but people system and operations. Elaborate a bit more on what that is. Yeah, so I, I think um, it's very common to hear, oh, you're head of HR, but in tech companies, you generally hear people operations. Uh, and then the people system part is a, is a whole separate portfolio, right? So I'm, I, I hold dual portfolio. I, the way I differentiate HR and people ops is that people ops is, I, I think of, okay, maybe we start with HR first. HR, typically people think of the HR people as like these people sitting behind a desk and making sure we do all the compliance work, chasing you to complete all the compliance work, which is very important. But then it's usually lacking that human element, right? That they're not here to serve employees. They're not here to make sure that employees are enabled and empowered right, or are engaged. Uh, and that is what the people ops team think of, right? When, you know, people ops, you can think of it as a fancier term, yes. We still do all the compliance stuff. We still make sure we know our local regulations and all of that. But more importantly, we need to make sure that we are here to enable our, our, our employees, right? And, you know, how we do that through uh, across the, the, the employee life cycle. Right, so and making sure that their their needs are taken care of. You know, we hear their feedback and we bring people together to make sure that hey, you know, they feel like they enjoy working here um, at Wakato. Right, so in a nutshell, that's how I differentiate between HR and people operations. The people systems part is a slightly different portfolio. I look at the different systems that we use in HR and figure out you know how we can use Wakato as a product for Wakato as a company. Right. And so, like, how do you make the different HR systems talk to one another and make it easier for uh, two, two groups of people, right? One is the HR folks within Wakato to get our work done more easily. The other group is our employees, right? How they can perhaps do more self-service work, how they can find information more easily and so on. So that's the second part of my portfolio. That's beautiful. And it's so colorful and varied, right? I'd like the part where you put the emphasis on the people because everything that you do, the systems, the operations, it really drives back to serve the organization, the people that you work with. And it's so critical to kind of remember that. And so zooming in on, I guess, this very select group called Parents, mm -hmm. I would love to hear about what kind of initiatives Wakato has to support parents. I think the very first one is not parent-specific, but I think it definitely helps parents, um, is the, the idea of flexible time, 
right, that we have always been a company with global operations since the beginning, where we had people in the US, we had people in Singapore, we had some people in, in Europe uh, and, and so on. It means that there must be some early morning or late evening calls for some group of people at some point in time. And so basically the idea is, you know, let's just make sure that it works for you and your family, right? We want people to have the best of both worlds. Uh, we want them to have an exciting career, right? Being able to do what they enjoy doing at work and so on, but also being able to spend some quality time with their family, right? And for some people, it means, okay, you can't touch my 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. because that's when I pick up my, I, I drop off my kids, I, I spend time with them and then so on before I start work. For some people like me, it's you can't touch my 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. because that's when I pick up my kid and, and spend time with them over dinner and you know showering and, and reading and so on. So we make sure that that, that works for people, right? I, I think it helps that from very early on, all, I mean, all our senior execs have children, so they understand the challenges, but they also do a lot of sig signaling, right? Conscientiously or not, on their calendar, when you're trying to find time with them, you notice that they also say pick up children from, pick up, you know, child from school of kid go to parent teacher meeting or something like that and then you're like oh you know like they are also parents and and they also have to do all of these things and and so you feel more com i feel more comfortable you know in the in this last two years shadowing those things in my own calendar as well yeah mm. this really the culture uh, culture is defined by what people do and don't do right and for for you guys it's really starting with the leaders and helping them to block those those personal time off Yep, yeah. So that's that's the first one. Not exactly designed for parents initially, but uh, I think definitely something that helped. There are two other initiatives. One is the parental care leave policy. The other one is the Global Day Off program. So the parental care leave policy is a more recent ad addition. All over the world, you have statutory entitlements for maternity leave, paternity leave, and so on. But uh, let's use Singapore as an example, right? Even in Singapore, statutory entitlements differ based on whether your child is a Singapore citizen. Right, because part of the parental care leave subsidy or sponsorship is is by the government, right? So they want Singaporean children, and therefore that that's the criteria, right? It's it's not good enough that the mother or the father is a Singaporean kid, right? They they don't really look at that. They look at whether your kid is Singaporean. But when it comes to childcare, and we just think about it, you know, two people having a, a kid in Singapore, I mean, the challenges that come with parenting does not differ based on your citizenship. Right, so that's just one thing. And then in Singapore versus, say, in Philippines or versus in Europe or in the US, that we also started seeing varying levels of statutory entitlements. And so uh, we got feedback that, hey, you know, can we look at giving some kind of like standard parental care leave? Um, and we said, okay, you know, it sounds like a good idea, but how do we do that? Because there, there are such varying levels, right? And in Europe, they are a lot more generous. <laughs> and so what we decided in the end was to give a workato standard, right? All over the world, this is the workato standard. 20 weeks maternity, uh, 10 weeks paternity leave, right? Uh, second second carrier uh, leave, right? And then if your local policy, statutory entitlement is more than that, uh, good for you, right? But if not, then at least you know what is the, the, the basic that you get to enjoy as part of a workato employee, right? So we, we did that and, you know, like, I think the parents really appreciate it, especially the fathers who most of the time in most of the countries have very few days or weeks of uh, paternity leave. I was just going to ask that because I think 20 weeks is definitely generous for um, the mums, but 10 weeks is, wow, it's top of class, right? I know in Singapore itself, 
dads only get two weeks. I only got two weeks when I had my first daughter. So talk to me a bit more about the thinking behind the 10 weeks uh, and also whether that leave gets used, right? Because I think there was a survey on uh, MOM done sometime last year on how that was shocking to me, on how more than half of that apparently don't use the full amount of their paternity leave and that's only two weeks. So what is it like for the gentleman uh, at Workato? Well, Singapore has a relatively younger workforce, so it's hard to just look at the data here. But globally, you know, I think the, the fathers really appreciate it because they are encouraged to take the leave. Right, so I I read this, this I guess similar you know articles as, as you have on about you know the state of paternity leave here right and and the usage right the the thing is a lot of times fathers especially don't feel empowered they don't feel encouraged in fact they're discouraged right or they feel like hey you know what 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 will it say about me if I go take that leave right but just HR checking in managers checking in to say hey you still have two more weeks of leave how how are you, how are you thinking of using it you know like please use it and encouraging them to do so tell them that it's okay. Right, then you should go and use uh, and take the leave. And of course, you know the, the the more senior you are, the more you should be signaling that you are also taking the leave, right? And 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 fully utilizing it. I think that's very important. I did hear from one of my US colleagues, actually uh, a Singaporean who's who's based in the US right now. I said, hey, you know, your kid is I think six months old now. I said, how much of the paternity leave have you used? He said, none of it actually. And I was just like, oh, how can it be? Like, <laughs> I got a shock. I was like, you must use your leave, right? Uh, but he explained it to me this way. He said, I'm gonna use it. Uh, not in the first six months because we, we, we allow them to use it for the first 12 months. Because in the first six months, my wife had maternity leave. My parents-in-law and, and their family came over to the US and helped with childcare as well, right? With infant care, right? Home, home-based infant care. Um, after they leave, that's when I'm going to take my time with the kid, right? Because then you, you spread it out across across a year to make sure that there's sufficient time and attention given to the kid. And I, I thought, what, what a brilliant uh, way of planning, planning it out, uh, that's one way of doing it. I mean, the other way and the way that worked for me when uh, two years ago was I, I donated some of my leave to my, to my husband who only had two weeks like you, Sian. And I appreciated all the time that he was spending at home because it's my first kid and I, ha- I have no idea <laughs> what to do, right? And it was also the height of the pandemic uh, and like things were just, uh, there was just a lot of unknown and, and, and all of that. Just having him next to me uh, during that, you know, six-week period or whenever he was around was, was a huge booster to, to me just being able to cope with dealing with a newborn, right? So I think people do it differently and we just need to make sure that we, we try and facilitate that as much as possible. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. And I want to talk a bit also about your personal journey, especially on the transition parts, because I think that's where it tends to be a bit more uncomfortable. Uh, challenges tend to come up. So talk to me a bit more about you entering your maternity leave and also you returning back to work. Were there any particular challenges or even memorable experiences that you, you faced? I definitely was working through my maternity leave. Part of it was... There was nothing to do with maternity leave. Uh, it was the height of the pandemic. I couldn't go out. That was my I gave birth to my kid in February and then you know March, April, May, those were just like everyone was on lockdown. And I could either watch TV or there's just nothing else to do, right? I didn't even dare to take walks around the, you know, like go to the park. Um, so I just checked my emails. <laughs> I just checked my Slack because like I, I needed that human connection and I got it through work actually. And I'm just feeling like, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm still in the loop. I, I still know what is happening because there was just so much unknown in the world. And I actually thought that really helped <laughs> that it didn't take away my access so that I still know what was happening because there's just so much was happening at the same time as 
just not enough was happening in my own little bubble at home. Yeah. Right. Okay. But did you ever face the potential issue of, you know, plugging out and drawing boundaries, whether then or even now, right? Uh, well, I guess now we're starting to return back to the office, but throughout the past two years, was that a challenge with the whole hybrid or work from home setup? I think because we have been a global company right from the start, it's been slightly easier for us. But what as we added more and more people and uh, across different time zones, it became clearer that we all needed to put in our calendar when exactly are what we call blackout zones. So on my calendar, you see that okay, from 7pm onwards all the way till 10pm, you absolutely cannot touch me unless something is burning down, right? Or, you know, if not, don't, don't message me, right? Because if something's burning down, what's at me, right? I, I'm looking at my phone, uh, but I'm not looking at my Slack. Uh, I've switched off my Slack notification. That's my way of drawing boundaries, right? Like, don't get pinged uh, uh, proactively, right? Then I have the regular work hours uh, on my calendar. And then I have the like, if you need to, you can have a call with me at this time. Right? So the 10 to 10 p.m. to 12 midnight is a potential time to reach me because my kid is already asleep. But I'm not asleep yet. Like, I cannot sleep so early. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, you can get me if that's the best time to have a call like, because of time zone differences. Um, so those are more like my amber zones, right? And then, uh, so that's possible. But don't touch my blackout zones. Um, I, I like what some of my colleagues say, right? Like, and these are, these are people who are a lot more senior who have been in the workforce for longer. It's like, you're in tech, in the tech industry, you're not doing brain surgery. And then initially, I was just like, huh? <laughs> I'm not doing brain surgery. It's like, nothing is too important to take you away from your family, right? Or from just, just taking a break, right? Like, it is okay to take a break and spend time with your family because like, unless really something is burning, right? And, or, you know, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a security breach or something, right? Otherwise, like, really, there's surely nothing that is going to be that important that you have to, like, not take care of your kid and then come tend to, to something in the business. So I thought that was just a whole different way of thinking about it, right? It's just like, yes, like, you don't have to plug yourself into work, like, 24, 24 by 7. Mm, I like that, right? <laughs> uh, there are many times that we probably place too much importance on the, on the work that we have, thinking that things will collapse uh, if we are not there. But actually, more often than not, it's really that discipline that we need to instill in ourselves. Yeah, and I, I think the, the complementary part of this is that whatever you do, try and make it so that you know, the process or the project can survive without you. So make yourself like dispensable, right? So that someone can come in and take over if they need to. That's how I prepared myself going into maternity leave. Document as much as I can so that hopefully you read my documentation and don't have to kind of bother me doing maternity leave. But of course, <laughs> if you really don't know, sure, you can reach out to me. That's fine, right? But like, read the document first. Uh, so I thought like, hey, you know, yeah, that's, 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 that's a good way of thinking about it. Wonderful. Okay, Jinyan, you mentioned one of the two policies, one of them being parental care leave. What's the other one? Yep, the other one's uh, what we currently call Global Day Off. It's a program that actually started in response to the pandemic um, when parents were really struggling with childcare closure. I think less so in Singapore, uh, more, more so in places like the US, the Philippines, where it was just impossible, right? You just couldn't put your kid anywhere else because things were just out of control. But, it, but also, you know, to some extent in Singapore, because people were also afraid about like, do I really want to send my kid to childcare even if it's safe? And and then, you know, kids then get placed on like five days MC all the time and, and all of that, right? When they had just display the slightest of flu symptoms. So we started giving, in response to that, we said, you know, parents are really struggling and then it was Mother's Day. They said, hey, you know, why don't we just give a global day off for everyone the, the Monday following Mother's Day? 
And the thing is that it was good feedback all around, even from the non-parents, right? Uh, the parents really appreciated it because they were like, oh, I can finally breathe, right? And I actually like just not have everyone paying me at the same, like paying me while I'm trying to take care of my kids, take care of my kids and so on. But even the non-parents were, were saying something similar. They were like, oh, I, I didn't think I need that day off. But when I finally did and no one was, you know, no one pinged me because everyone's off at the same time, they, they just like, rest and relax and read a book <laughs> listen to some music right? uh, back in those days where you can't really go out and do anything right so but they, they were still doing something at home and, and just like switching off just for that day so we tried that again uh, with father's day and then we just thought okay you know every every month we just thought hey maybe not such a bad idea so we tried uh with one day a month but very on a very ad hoc basis until start of this year so this was in 2020 may 2020 we started but it was really only at the end of last year start of this year we were like hey, maybe we should really think about saying, planning, you know, very carefully when these day offs should be uh, in conjunction with some local holidays or, or some, you know, some important days and so on so that people can have longer weekends and announcing them way in advance so that people can start plotting their vacation for the entire year, right? And so we, we took a while. In January, we were not ready to announce. So but we said, wait for a while. We're still trying to plot the date because we are a global company. We're trying to figure out all the, to try and deconflict all the dates. But uh, in February, we announced, okay, this is these are all the global day off for the entire year ahead. Right? So parents or non-parents, like everyone can just go and, and plan their time. And I, I see quite a few of my uh, colleagues just taking time off, you know, in conjunction with global day offs and so on uh, for, for their family vacation. So how about for you? What have you been up to on these uh, global day offs with uh, your family? So my husband is a mindfulness coach. He works on Saturdays. So I don't get Saturday off at home. For myself or global day off, I spend a lot of time just doing me time. I go for a facial, uh, a pedicure, <laughs> walking around the mall. It's by myself, right? Because I'm like, oh, finally I get time to myself. Yeah, so I, I have a lot of me time. I, I have things who just go and play badminton together. Uh, but I'm like, I don't want to talk to any of you. I just want to do my own thing. <laughs> um, but also because they can go to the, the go into the night, right, for the rest of the like evening and so on, go out for dinner. But I, I can't do it, right, because I still have to pick up my child after school. But, but you know, I, I have all the way till like five o'clock before I, I have to make my way home. Before mum duties calls again. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm curious, Trinian, as you, as you and the team launched these two initiatives, were there any challenges that you face whether it be from the like let's say the managers on potentially the workload or even it does adoption right for folks who would like this but perhaps because they feel like they have to be on the ball they have to this there's still a lot of things to be done and the adoption was a challenge i'm curious whether there are any of these road bumps along the way yeah definitely i think the the initial idea of that global deal was people could also use that time to just do their own thing in their, in their own time without having to attend a meeting in the next hour or so. Right? So some people use it like that. But some people also then continued scheduling meetings. I think that was, that was harder to just say like, hey, you know, it's actually a global day off. But I think it was clearest, hey, let's have the last week of December off. Right? In the past, it was always just one, you know, in, in 2020, it was just one day off a month. But 2021, December, we said, okay, the last week of December is also uh, a week off. And then people were still scheduling stuff, a lot of things, right? Of course, if the customer meetings and it's really scheduled, then it's harder to push away, but there were still a lot of internal meetings. Um, and then someone dropped anonymous feedback, right? And CEO saw it, and then he was like, oh, you know, like people are still scheduling meetings, <laughs> internal meetings. So he went to our Slack general channel and said, hey, you know, like this week is a, 
it's a week off like you know if you have customer meetings of course go ahead like you have, customers come first right but otherwise like please take time to to just rest and relax right and then you started seeing your calendar go <laughs> people deleting all the meetings um because i think the initial communication wasn't clear that it was really time off um but once we had executive sponsorship right once ceo comes out and say hey it's like they champion a message they say please really take time off then people were like, okay, you know, they, they felt like, oh, they can really take time off. So I, I think that that has been the biggest challenge that we have faced uh, to date, right? And and have, having the executive sponsorship is very important. Yeah, got it, got it. I think that's so valuable, right? That uh, the message has to come right from the top. And once the top, you know, sets the example, sets the bar, it's very easy for the rest to follow. Now, Juliet, one of the things that also interests me is how you have quite a big geographic coverage, right? Asia, Pacific, and Japan. You cover so many diverse cultures and I'm sure the teams at Wakato from at these locations also come from very diverse backgrounds. Tell me a bit more about managing that and even using that to your advantage, right? Are there any differences in terms of, I guess for parents, let's just focus on that, right? In terms of differences in what parents want across these different cultures. What parents want across these different cultures, I think I think they're all the same, that they do want to spend, they do want, they do want to have more family time. And in fact, it was only recently that I realized that in Japan, one one year of childcare leave from birth, uh, for both parents, right? Whether you're the father or the mother, and I'm like, that can't be right because I look at the utilization rate, uh, and I think my Japan counterpart was telling me that about eighty percent of men take less than one month, and I'm like, one month versus one year, like that's that's a far cry, right? And and so I, I think it goes back to the earlier point that I made about, you know, like fathers especially having to be empowered and encouraged to take time off. But also that one other thing that I, I've realized is also because the Japan entity is really new, right? So this these are all the recent uh, realizations, is that social insurance covers for some part of the the paternity leave, but it doesn't cover the full salary. And so the expectation across Asia generally is that fathers are still meant to be the breadwinners and oftentimes mothers don't have alternative childcare available. I think in Singapore, we're very blessed to have like, you know, childcare, playgroup, infant care even, right? But like in Philippines, I'm not sure, so sure about Japan, right? But in the Philippines, there's, there's no such facilities, infrastructure available, right? And, and so the general mindset is that mothers are supposed to do the childcare and fathers are, are they supposed to bring the bacon home, so to speak. Um, but if you don't give them that full salary, then you know, if having to choose between bringing in more money home and spending time, then that, that can be a very tough call, right? And and that's also like for us, why with the pater- the parental care leave policy, it is 20 weeks for moms, 10 weeks for, for dads at, at full pay, right? At full basic pay, right? To make sure that people don't feel like I have to choose between money or spending time with my with my family. So I would say generally across the board, yes, there are different culture cultural expectations and, and so on. Um, but the there is a universal desire to want to spend more time with family right so how can we make sure we do that it's really understanding the local uh, nuances when it comes to salary support uh, you know like in Singapore whether your, your kid is a Singaporean kid uh, and then making sure that our Bocato company policy actually takes that into account yeah yeah, but understanding that basic need, like you said, and being able to adapt it right to the different conditions to make sure that no matter where you're from across this region or even beyond, there's still a very strong level of support. I think 20 weeks for moms, 10 weeks for dads, that's just quite quite the gold standard. Yeah. And I guess for you, Junyan, how did being a mom 
shape the way you lead at work? I think I, I'm now more mindful about doing check-ins at the start of calls. So uh, this, is, this is my own experience. So if you had a terrible night or had a terrible weekend because your child was sick, then it's important to let the other party know because you can be very distracted, especially if your kid is sick and at home. Right? It reflects your emotional state of mind. If I know that, sometimes I would suggest, hey, why don't we just reschedule it? Uh, and sometimes I take the initiative to just say, hey, you know, my kid is sick. I need to reschedule this, right? To also tell them that if that happens to you, I expect you to do the same. Or, you know, like f- we can also have a short meeting, focus on the most important stuff and then just say, okay, you know, like let's talk about the rest later on or over Slack or something, right? It doesn't, not everything has to be talked about in, in, the, in the call. I think it's important to also realize that every parent's schedule is different. So every family is different and every parent's relationship with the kid is different. It's all, I think my kid is used to me starting my day really early in the in the other in the study room and then he hears me talking away right he's very interested when i say you know when he hears people talking in, in the other room but he would absolutely scream if he wakes up and he cannot find his dad <laughs> right <laughs> um, and for for my philippines people ops team member it's the opposite right if she wakes up early her kid wouldn't sleep for much longer so if i can i would actively avoid scheduling an early morning call because it's it's actually at the detriment of her kids of her sleep, right? Because she wakes up early, her kid wakes up early, and for her, her kid stays at home with her the whole day as well. So it's 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 double whammy. Uh, and or even understanding things like, hey, you know, who's doing the school drop off or pickups? Uh, and making sure that you you avoid those timings and telling them to block out those timings on on their calendar, and and reminding them to do that, right? So that you empower them to to do so and not feeling like, oh no, maybe today I I have to take the call while trying to drop off my kid at that school. Yeah, so these are just some of the things that I, I, I think about that I think has shaped how I, I lead the team or how I, I, I interact with people here at work. Yeah, I sense there's this increased level of empathy and also awareness, right? That because you understand firsthand the challenges of being a parent, I think naturally you do look out more for your team members on that and that's wonderful. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just parents. It's not just parents to children. It's also being children to your parents, right? So some people may have aged parents. Uh, and then with the waves of COVID, that's just relentless, right? So also having to take care of family members who are, are then sick, so on. Like those are things that I think we, because of the pandemic, we started to become a lot more aware of as well. Got it. This has been a really insightful conversation, Chun Yen. To sum up our conversation today, if there's one lesson you have learned as a parent in tech, what would that be? I, I think I'm fortunate to be in a company that's been fast growing. So I've, I've learned a lot in this last four and a half years. You know, throughout this conversation, I think you, you must have gotten a sense that the company has been super supportive of us having life balance, recognizing that I think we are as much employees as we are parents. So my takeaway is that companies, companies can make it work for parents, right? And so when I'm looking for my next adventure or for anyone who's listening to this podcast now and, and trying to look for their next adventure, I would say find something that allows you to strike that balance. Uh, I don't think it's ever worth it to, to miss being there for your kid. Right, so uh, and companies can make it work. It's it's a matter of figuring out how to do it. Uh, speaking both from a HR perspective and from a, uh, an employee perspective, right? I think that that's my biggest takeaway. Got it. That's wonderful. Well, Julian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been such a joy to speak with you. Thank you, Tina, for having me. You have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Parents in Tech podcast with me your host, Tsingen. We hope you were inspired on how to raise kids and build companies. To catch up on earlier episodes or stay updated with upcoming ones, head over to www.parents.com.
www.thepodcast.fm to join our community of parents in tech. There, you can also drop me a question, idea, feedback or suggestion. Once again, the website is www.parents.fm. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.